Previously on the podcast. That's it. Take care. Goodbye, everybody. Farewell. I have to go now. My planet needs me. Yeah, last week, uh, he died on the he died on the way to his home planet. And this is Earth Radio. And now here's human music. What's up, everybody? This is Nerdolution Podcast, featuring Jaime and Lewis tonight. Uh, Danny, as you heard in the intro before, um, is on his planet doing things, so we will hopefully see him next week. So today, it's just going to be me and Lewis doing a more cozy, intimate show. Yeah, yeah. In in the words of the ner- the old Nerdist podcast before I switched over. Uh, we're doing a little bit of a hostful. Oh, I like that. So, Lewis, introduce yourself. Let's get the show started, everybody. What's happening? What are you up to, world? Well, there's a lot going on right now. And uh, first and foremost... You know, there's a decent chunk. There's a decent chunk out Oh, there. yeah. But first and foremost, let's talk about the big story that happened this week. At the beginning of this week, uh, this is a wrestling. Um, so we lost a wrestling great. Uh, Lewis, tell us about that. Oh, man. Yeah, we, uh, we unfortunately lost uh, a WWE legend. Uh, well, you know, I'm not even going to say WWE legend. He was a wrestling legend in general. Yeah, he was. He, he, he fought for WWE. He fought for WCW. He's part of one of the best factions. Uh, of the of the Attitude Era, the NWO from WCW, he came in mm. after the invasion to be the poison that would destroy Vince's company from the inside. At least, oh yeah, Vince I know. So. I think that vignette was really great when he's like, "I'm bringing the poison to the inside." The best part of it was the entire thing. It was broken up throughout the entire two hours of Raw, so it was nice little like. Two three minute three minute vignettes, all filmed from the mirror's perspective. He's staring into a mirror. The camera is staring into the mirror at an angle to capture it. It looks like he's talking to the camera directly, but then when he spins the chair around and reveals the NWO symbol, oh, that was great that's writing a, back then. That's a masterpiece. And I'm not gonna lie, oh, that that had me on the edge of my seat. Like, going back and watching that clip was like whoa see I, I missed out on some of that stuff so we lost scott hall this week unfortunately it was uh complications of a uh of a heart attack no 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 no. he he had hip surgery and he had blood clots oh so the God. blood clots the blood clots are what got him and for for a minute there they were gonna you know they uh who's it steve Na- nash right steve uh, nash kevin nash he's not a basketball kevin nash Kevin Nash well, said that. First of all, let's think about it. Steve Nash, Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash is seven feet tall, brute American, just jacked to the nines. Tiny little Steve Nash, who used to play on the Phoenix Suns, is a yeah. Canadian current coach of the Brooklyn Nets, I think. Come on, man. Impossible. I'm no, sorry. I, he's I'm coaching, sorry, but I don't remember. I, I failed you. And Nash Bridges? Oh, Nash Bridges was, was, was a TV, was a TV show. show. There you go. <laughs> With Cheech so, Marin. I remember Cheech was on it. 
Oh, that was such a great show. That's good. But uh, Kevin Nash said that his his family, once they were in place, they were gonna, you know, take him off life support, and he was kicking. When they took him off life support, he was still fighting. And and you know what? That's that's a testament to his character. That's a not not his character, but that's a testament to his will, which was a huge thing I, when he was I, alone. I would, I would say it's also part of his character because I mean. We have to remember that after his big heyday of being in, even during the last chunk of NWO and WWE, he wasn't doing well. You know, he had addiction problems, the pills and alcohol. He had gone to rehab multiple times. It wasn't until DDP really took him under his wing, That's rehabbed right. his body a little bit. And that it's almost like Jake the Snake, except Jake is, no, Jake is past too, huh? Well, Jake, Jake, Snake, Jake Roberts? The Snake is different. Yeah, no, but he's different in the sense that he wasn't like all addicted and all messed up. No, he like, was, uh, dude. I mean, he, no, no, but not, but but not to the level of of uh, Scott Hall. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, Jake's addiction was a little more. I mean, in those senses, it was a little more tame. It was more his body was just way too beat up from life on the road. But you know, regardless, I mean, the man went to rehab scott hall went to rehab he cleaned up his life he cleaned up his body he got good to the point where he was looking better than i'm not gonna say the typical guy on the road but he was definitely looking better than he than he had been in a long time right. he could actually throw hands take a bump or two and stuff like that he looked good like it when he did that retirement speech not the retirement speech, but the Hall of Fame speech that year. Oh, dude, that was that was it's something beautiful. to behold. I, I keep sharing the video of his last like few lines of that. Um, I'm trying to remember the saying. I was I was gonna Google it. I totally forgot to Google it beforehand. But but it's such a beautiful thing. But it kind of goes hand in hand of what we were talking about last week with like wrestlers' bodies and then them putting themselves on the line and CTE and all that. So you know, I, I thought I thought that was kind of it's, it's kind of eerie to talk about that because a lot of these guys take bumps or they get hurt really bad and it's crazy how they can rebound from that but then you get wrestlers like um what's his name that just he just left the wwe because he was like addicted addicted to he was getting back in his old ways and his brother jeff hardy yeah jeff hardy that's 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 the kind of thing like these guys put their bodies on the line and then they get addicted to the pills and all that, you know, and it's, it's sad to see, but they always have that comeback. story, and it's true. It's true what they say. Everybody loves a comeback story that those are, those are like the ones that everybody's always like cheering on because that's, that's life. Sometimes, you know, you just got to bounce back from whatever demons you have. And we got to look at it from this perspective, uh, at least for me. I, I don't know. You were you're a little you're a tiny bit older than me, so I don't know if this necessarily reflects with you. But the time that I got into wrestling, I was Jesus. I was in element. I was end of elementary, beginning of middle school. I was like third, yeah, fourth grade. I I got into. I forget what age I was at, but you can imagine. Uh, I'm 31 now. Yeah, that's about the time that I was in uh, like middle school, high school. Because if yeah. you're 31, I'm gonna be 38 here really soon. So yeah, that's just, yeah. So that wait. So that how old were you right. then? Then I was probably like, if, how old were you? That's what I'm trying to figure. out. I'm trying to use your age oh, to reverse. Oh, so if you're 31, it. okay, say you're 31, right? We have seven years difference. Yeah, there's just, 
yeah, almost a seven year gap. So if I got into wrestling when I was probably like 13. So I was like seven or something, six, yeah. seven years old. Because I got into it at like 14, 15. That sounds about right. High school. Yeah, through high I, school. I definitely, I, was I like wasn't in double it. digits yet. Yeah, but I, I enjoyed watching it because I was, I'd watch it with my dad and we'd sit there and watch Raw. And we'd be like, oh. And then I remember we went to Mexico one time and we saw, that's where I saw Eddie Guerrero win the, uh, the title. No way. That? Yeah. That's that a great story. That, it was, dude, and my dad, I remember me, my dad, my uncle, and my cousins, we were all watching, uh, we were watching that WrestleMania. And uh, it was so cool because, like, we were in Mexico and everybody, you know, we bought, when they got the pay-per-view, it was in English, obviously, but, like, we were cheering him on. And, and I remember when he won that title that night, I was like, wow. And it, it was kind of cool. You're talking about WrestleMania 20? Yeah, Eddie Guerrero, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. That was such a beautiful moment. And I got to witness that with my dad. And, like, we, we were, that was, like, the highlight of our conversation for, like, a couple weeks. So. Yeah. But see, like, let's, let, let's go on the low end of, of the age range. You know, 6 to 13, those are prime, like, whatever you're going to like for the rest of your life typically happens within those years. The music, yeah. the, the sports, the, the, entertainment whatever it all kind of mm -hmm. gels around those years and so for wrestling yeah. having hit you know it hit you right at the end of the spectrum it hit me right at the beginning of the spectrum mm -hmm. these people these humans became heroes they became larger than life because they did the stuff that we wish we could you know stone cold was the side of us that would love to and this is not an indictment on my job but we you know, we've had jobs before where we'd love to go up to the boss, flick him off, and punch him in the teeth, you know? <laughs> you know, the, the rock, you know, the cocky attitude that, that gets you up every day that says, like, no, I'm the shit, and I'm going to fucking make everybody realize that I'm the shit, you mm -hmm. know? The oh, Hardy's yeah. taking stuff to the extreme, and so you got guys. No, there will be times where we'd be in the, uh, like, middle school, we, we would get on the jungle gyms, and we we get on top and then we do the whole like swanton <laughs> bomb off the, and it was like the dumbest things and we get hurt Dude. and we're like, no, no, we'll do it. We'll do it. Do it again. Do it again. Run it back. No, well, we yeah, were it was invincible that. back then, man. Oh, we thought we were, but yeah. you know, the, as you get older, you start feeling those pains. Yeah. The body didn't creak this much. You know, here's the problem. Here's how you know you're old. When you have to, when you have to get off the couch and not only do you need to get an impulse by holding onto the side of the couch to lift yourself up, but you have to make this sound. That's oh, when you know God. you're old. I'm, I'm there. I'm there. I'm, I'm there too, man. It's horrible. But that's the thing. With Razor Ramon, you know, uh, his big thing was he was always a heel. He was always the bad guy. He was the oh, yeah. bad guy. Oh, absolutely. You know, the toothpick in the mouth, the cocky swagger, the, the satin, you know, the satin shirt, my, real Miami style with the chains and the taco meat in the middle. Ooh, that was a that was a look, man. That was a look. If you had the body for it, that was beautiful. But oh, dude. you have, dude. You you know you know. Growing up, that was another thing. Growing up, like I'd always get that that toothpick, and I'd be like, oh yeah, mm -hmm. and flick it at people, and that was like the rudest thing I thought I could do. But uh, you know, I, I always thought that was fun. And people wouldn't get it. They were like, why why are you throwing trash at me? What the hell is this? It's like, yeah. Because you are trash. Yeah, why are you throwing toothpicks? <laughs> I'm like, because you know. Because if you don't know. Uh, and, and so, 
I don't, I, you know, it hurts. It's I, as a fan of wrestling, it hurts. As as a, a fan of him in general and his, his life story, his struggle, I, it hurts as well. Yeah. Um. He obviously will be deeply missed, and we hope that right now his family is getting the closure that they very much deserve and very much have earned. And I hope that uh, you know, he's still he's still throwing toothpicks at the bad guys up there somewhere. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> That'd be great. Speaking man, uh, speaking of bad guys, uh oh, uh oh, there's a uh, there's what? something going on in the anime community going right now. Oh Where, God! What what did Vegeta do this time? Well, funny you should mention Vegeta. So, in the last couple of weeks, there's been uh, uh, some series that have uh, come off the air. Uh, they're not releasing any new episodes uh, because of this animation hack that happened at Toei Animation. So Toei, the Toei Animation hack actually uh, was announced uh, about a week ago, I think. Where they're not airing any new episodes of One Piece, Dragon Dragon Quest, Delicious Party Pre Cure, and the Digimon Ghost game anime. So what they're gonna do is they're just gonna release old episodes. But with this happening, they're actually gonna be moving back the Dragon Ball uh, Super movie back. It's getting delayed. When was it originally coming out? Well. The film was slated to open in Japan on April 22nd. Now it's actually in in uh, in limbo because they don't really know when they're going to release it. Uh-huh. So that's going to be really bad. But the movie was supposed to come out later on in the summer in North America. So that's that's kind of it. It kind of sucks, but it's like, who are these people that are doing this? What are they gaining out of this? You know. They're just being big buttholes about it. And it sucks because a lot of these people who like anime, you know, I like One Piece and I catch clips here and there, but, you know, not until like the end of this month, all the way up to April 2nd, it looks like they're not going to be airing any new episodes. Yikes. Yeah. Fuji TV says they're going to be rerunning a special episode, Bartos Secret Room, recapping One Piece on March 20th. And the anime's announcement stated on their planned channels, which they're going to be airing Wano's best selection as reruns to recap the episodes. Fuji TV will be airing the first episode of Digimon Ghost Game on March 20th, and the announcement slated the channel with Digimon Ghost Game selection rerun episodes after that. I have no idea. I haven't, I haven't seen that, but that sucks. And then there will not be airing any new episodes of uh, Dragon Quest Anime Adventure of Dai, on March 12th, 1926th, and April 2nd, due to the Toei animation hack. So, so in this hack, what what actually happened? The, what kind of info was released? That's the or thing. Was we don't know. And you they know, Japan's said much? very no. Japan's very secretive about this kind of stuff. They will not talk about it. So, whatever got whatever got hacked here, that's it's really bad. It's I mean, it's delaying a lot of things. So. I mean, it's it's their entire industry that just stopped. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is and and this story comes the courtesy of uh, Anime News Network. If uh, you guys want to look it up, it came out on the 18th, which is today, which we're recording on a Friday. Wow. Um, okay. So that's yeah, that's so, kind of nuts. So that's kind of nuts. So um, how much anticipation did you have for? Obviously, you say you're a fan of One Piece. Um, let's break it down in half. Then, 
how much anticipation did you have for the new One Piece episodes? We'll start um, there, and then I was kind of looking anti- forward to them because okay. they're the, right now they're the the crux of the Wano. They're in the third act of the Wano arc, fighting Big Mom, and they're also fighting Kaido, which Luffy's fighting Kaido. And right now in the manga, some big stuff just went down. But this is kind of that that battle arc where like all these people are fighting. They're trying to dominate one over the other. And so it finally is coming in animation form, which is awesome, but they stopped airing episodes. I catch some stuff here and there. How far back is the animation versus the, the actual manga? Because I know they're both still running. Well, technically running. Yeah, I mean, the manga, it's, it's behind probably like 20 or 30 chapters. It'll catch, it's going to catch up. So this is, as weird as it's going to sound, this is a good way for the manga to get a little bit farther ahead mm-hmm. and let the anime kind of percolate a little bit, which is fine. That's cool. Because sometimes when, when animation catches up with manga, you get really bad filler episodes because they're just trying to make something up. So, yeah, they're trying to expand a little more to give the manga some time. and stuff. Like yeah. That. That's how you get five episodes of, what, a five-minute decision? <laughs> Oh, God. Dragon Ball. No, no. This is how you get. Okay, Naruto was 250 episodes. The first, I'm not even kidding. The first 50 episodes were like manga. And then after that, it's all filler. Oh, Lord. Like, it's almost 100 and something episodes of filler. Then they finally oh. get back on the story a little bit and more filler. And they oh, get in a little bit of the story and then filler. And then Shippuden happened. Which I quit at, I quit at that point. I was like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, dude. All right, so yeah. now the other half of that, the, the main question is, how much excitement did you have for the Dragon Ball movie? I was excited for it because they just released some key anime, or they released a trailer, and there's a big bad coming, but we don't know who yet. There's speculation that it's Cell, because they're fighting the Red Ribbon Army, as they do. Uh, there's these two characters that fight everybody, and Gohan and Piccolo get a new form. So, ooh, always good to see the new forms. That's super hype, but they're also, but here's the best part. They're showing Broly and Beerus getting into it. Oh. They're bringing, so this is kind of like. They're bringing some heat. Oh, yeah, they are. But again, they're not, we're not going to see anything because the movie got. Using previous hacks of entertainment companies, as an example, you know, there, there was the big giant Sony hack a couple years oh, ago. Yeah. Um. That I feel took like what six eight months for the the actual industry to recover and and kind of be back to normal. Do you think it'll take about the same amount of time, or is this going to be like a we're going to no, wait and this see? Is, no, this is animation. You're talking about this takes months to make. No, but I mean, this I don't mean like is this going to delay productions on anything? I'm thinking. Oh yeah, no, even no, no, just to roll will. out these current episodes that they probably already have banked. You know. Well, well, the thing will with it animation take a while? Is, oh, it's gonna take a while because the way that they do animation in Japan is like completely insane. They will have it all key animated, and then they have all the voice actors together, like the week before the episode airs. So that's that's how they do these. They just bank them out. They, you know, what? Okay, when, when, like when you that. when you say that they all the voice actors are together, do you mean literally they're all in a? They yes, all they're all in one all big have, room. Really? One big room. Yeah. The way they do it there is they're all in one big room and they're all reading into a mic. 
and they're all feeding off each other and that's what makes it so they can all react off the energy oh that's awesome right i don't know how they don't adopt that here that's how they do it in japan but here here they do it in a studio booth it's different it's not normal like here at least here i could have expected that like pre-pandemic for them to to do it that way and then now after pandemic maybe slowly go back to it still do single booth kind of recording but i mean come on i feel like there's a lot of movies you can tell well the problem with that was is like they that's why they shut down a lot of these shows like uh for example digimon uh the new the 2020 version they were like maybe five episodes in and there was nothing for like six months because they were mid-production huh yeah they were mid they were already ready to record these episodes but they were like five episodes in and they're like hey guys we're going on a hiatus until who knows when so these hacks could could have long repercussions for anime may, may, maybe maybe that's a slight advantage that the american style of voice recording has over no the japanese is that because it's no 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 think about it because everyone records separately as long as the voice actors have their recording studios at home or even a closet with blankets and a microphone they can still pump that out no it was even worse and i'll give you the example and this is why i say this um the show my hero academia was running it i believe it was running its fourth season and they were about halfway through that season and they stopped and so you know because nobody could go in a recording booth they had to improvise and record from home and you can if you listen to the english dub of some of those episodes they're like you can tell they were at home oh, and it sounds bad it's just of horrible but but I, that, with that, them that, getting the technology of getting a microphone and being able to do it at home was a little bit better but you could still tell that the quality wasn't there i think that i i mean i think that's where the money factor comes in i think that mm -hmm. you know I, if you're working with a disney a pixar they're probably going to have more budget to be able to get you, like even if the voice actor tells them hey i have zero equipment disney can probably just go to their go to their own studio and be like okay we need to buy seven of all of this stuff so they can record at home send it to their actors and be like all right here here's all your lines record them we'll tell you we'll give you feedback and then let's go well they i mean they did that but they couldn't catch up the voice actor for deku like had to literally go into a, a closet and like record his lines it was like that bad because you know a lot of these people don't have like a professional setup and a lot of these mm. people actually during the pandemic made their like twitch channels and they, they were able to figure it out and we we were able to get the english dub of the anime for the fourth season to finish it out and it kind of continued into the fifth season but it worked out but saying these hacks that it could have it could affect it for years to come we don't know we don't know how bad it's gonna be and that and i think that might be the hardest part to it is we just don't know what you know if it was a simple thing of like oh some employee ids got compromised you know or or like oh my god they found our hidden like promotional packages for certain shows you know that's probably something that toei could just easily turn around and say hey art department redo these posters differently enough so it doesn't look like the hacks and then we'll move on with those yeah. but i mean that's the low end of the problem scale the high end would be holy shit all of our addresses and all of our ips are compromised they got into our cloud storage and stole like audio files or key elements or whatever 
Mm-hmm. You know, the CEO's bank account info just got hacked. Shit, that came from us. You know, yeah, yeah, that, that kind of Sony stuff. Hack, that Sony hack was like a big thing, and I mean, they got into was, Amy Pascal's email. Yeah, and that's that's how we kind of found out about Spider Man, but we don't yeah. know what this hack has done, unfortunately. And considering Japan, we probably won't ever know, which yeah. kind of sucks a little bit because I think there's there, there's room to learn. When, when these hacks occur, I think there's areas of improvement throughout that could help the entire industry that if just because Japan is Japan and it's so secretive, let's say they don't release it to public, but at least tell, your, tell everybody in the industry, hey, protect yourselves because we were using this and we still got hacked. If you're using it, protect yourself because you may very well have already been hacked and never know about it. Yeah, that's something I mean, that's that's important. Big. I mean, we'll see. I mean, it, the repercussions of this are going to be long lasting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So moving on to our side of the world, Star Wars: The Mandalorian adds a iconic actor. <laughs> They are adding Back to the Future in Star Trek 3's Search for Spock's Christopher Lloyd. I am so excited for this news because what character will he play? I am so hyped up. I'm excited. I'm, dude. I love, I love hearing when any of like my childhood favorites get roles, you know, Christopher Lloyd being one of them, obviously, because Back to the Future Mm -hmm. is my favorite movie. I will debate it till I'm blue in the face and I'm out of breath. I will, I will die on the hill that Back to the Future is a perfect movie. Well, you the, know what? He the, did the trilogy, the I don't know. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm, I don't know if the trilogy is a perfect trilogy. It's close. It's like a 95% perfect trilogy. There's some elements to it that you know can be nitpicked and stuff like that, but considering most of the, the only other trilogy I have immediately in my head that is at that level or slightly under is the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy. But it suffers because the third movie, the first movie's good, second movie's better, the third movie falls back into good. So it's kind of a weird, like, plateau drop. And that's why, to me, Back to the Future trilogy is still better than the Nolan Batman. I know once Danny hears this, Danny's going to have, like, a... 16 page dissertation paper on why the Nolan movies are better, but I, I'm I ready because so. I've been preparing for this my entire life. Oh, we're gonna, oh, if you want to have a debate, we can. Oh, we'll do it one day. Oh, we're gonna have a well, you know what? That might come soon, it but might happen. the very iconic actor will be, will be in a role. We don't know what role, but you know, uh, he is, has is played very t- iconic characters like Dr. Emmett Brown in the Back to mm-hmm. the Future films. And he even did a live-action version of Rick Sanchez, which is based yes. off of his character Emmett Brown. So full circle. It's kind of yeah, it's kind of a full circle thing. So that's that's pretty cool. Do you remember um, the other iconic person he's played? Let me see. Iconic. He he's got a long IMDb list, so we may be here for a while. This may be insert Jeopardy music here. I'm sure he's got a lot of very iconic characters. Um, let me see. Let me think of another movie that he was super... I, you know, I can't think of any. Okay, so I'm going to give you two. Okay. One, which I think definitely came before Back to the Future, was his role as a crazy guy in Taxi the uh, Series. Oh, that's right. He was in Taxi the Series. Mm-hmm. So he came up with some script. And what's his other one? His other one was 
who framed Roger Rabbit as Judge Doom. <gasps> That's right. He did. Oh, I unlocked a core memory for you there, bro. Oh, no, 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 no. But there's another uh, very iconic character. And it might be a movie you've never seen. It's uh, One Ooh. Flew Across the Cuckoo's Nest. With Jack Nicholson. Yes. Yeah, he's one of the he's one of the patients. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. What, but, uh, uh, another Disney movie that another Disney movie that may not be on Disney Plus yet, but when it does, I I will watch it. Angels in the Outfield. Dude, core memory right there. Holy crap. <laughs> the it, it's uh, the only time I've ever rooted for the Angels. <laughs> oh, we got a story after this story, we got another story. All That's right. I, I'm, excited. I'm excited. I'm excited when I'm back, back by the way. You. We're back, Baseball's baby. We're back, baby. Oh my no god. No more but lockout. Anyway. Let's right. let's finish this story out, which I think is so beautiful. Uh, so we don't really know who or what type of character he will be playing, but it, according is there to speculation? Pascal, there, there isn't any yet because he was just cast. So we don't really know. There will be some familiar faces and a Ooh. lot of new faces, too. In addition, there's going to be a lot of action and a really great story, according to Pascal. So really excited about this. Really, That's really excited about off. this. But... You talked about angels in the outfield, right? Yeah. It's, again, it's Look. the only time I will ever root for the angels ever. Um, I'm oh. even slightly ashamed as a Dodger fan to admit it, but goddamn. How are you going to tell me to root against Danny Glover, Tony Danza, Christopher Lloyd, and JGL himself? Come on. That's right. That's, that's not going to happen. That's too good of a cast. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, yeah it's, you're it right. Touches the, it touches the corazón right in there. But this week, the Los Angeles Dodgers signed Freddie Freeman. That's a big sign. Jaime, hit Dodgers. the music. Hold on. Oh, man. That's, it's time. Wait. No, you, no, we can't do it until Vin says it. Well, that, well Vin? Thank you, Vin. That was beautiful. Ooh. It's time for Dodger baseball. We're talking about it. Baseball's back, baby. We're back. And this year, I'm ready and prepared for it. Dude, uh, we're so getting the Dodgers have a nasty show. lineup. They have a nasty lineup this Ooh. year. Did you see the... Well, because they haven't released an official one, but did you see the potential lineup? Oh, God. It's monstrous, uh, man. Someone took and, a and picture a lot, of it. Oh, my God. A lot of people are actually talking about it because it's... We don't know who's going to play the DH, but, oh, man. this We got Max Muncy. We got Chris Taylor. We got Freddie Freeman. There you go. As our first baseman. We got Mookie Betts. Crack. Justin Turner, baby. Oh, the red, the real red dragon. Yes. And then, you know, we have our, our pitcher back, for this season at least, Kershaw. Uh, yes. Uh, we, have, we have some other. They actually picked up some pitchers. Uh, in this trade, we got Urias. We got Urias. The pride of Mexico is back. Oh, the pride of Mexico! God damn it! He fucking punched <laughs> that motherfucker out. That was so beautiful. Ooh. Um, we got. Let's see. Cody, the uh, big Tony, bomb Bellinger. We got Tony Gonsolin. We got Cody Bellinger. Dude, our lineup is gonna be nasty this year. Yeah, big, a lot of people are saying just give. Dude, they're saying just give the title to the Dodgers. Just give it to them. But you know what? We gotta earn it. And here's a and I heard a really funny statistic. What do you got? The best you got? team, the best team to ever play 
was the Cleveland Indians when they hit 1,019 home runs in one season. Wow. That's a weird, one, that's a weird odd, uh, uh, I, and that's a weird and very odd uh, fact for a Cleveland-based team, which, come, I mean, come on. I, well, yeah. That, I mean, that's a but, sewage but plan one, of sports. But 1,019 home runs in one season? Like, that's, that's insane. I mean, when we were in the COVID year of baseball, right. I mean, we were on track to bomb any team. Like, we were on track to do 110 wins. Yeah. I mean... They lost how many? They lost maybe 14, 13 games out of. I mean, they, they cracked. They cracked over a hundred. They cracked over a hundred games. Well, I mean, won. I mean, they could have, potentially could have. No, they did. I thought they did. No, there was only before the playoffs. Played. Sixty oh. games played total in the in that so season. What was the, the COVID season? What was the good season then? The season where know. we like did so good. We were last like, season. On... We did one hundred and six. There you go. That's but the consistently, but consistently, we've been uh, over. We've been top hundred. We've been yeah. over a hundred games. And you know what? The Giants. I was waiting for you to hit the boo button. <laughs> oh, oh, hold on. The Giants. They got Jock Peterson. Nobody cares. He's irrelevant. He is a pro clutcher. Trader. He's a money chaser. He's a money Trader. chaser. So that, that's what he is. That's now, I, all right. I will say this. Full okay. disclosure. They'll love you, Jock. I, but, uh, why, I, why the Giants? I am always pro player. Um, okay. I, I'm kind of like Shannon Sharp in that sense. I, I love when a player gets paid what they deserve, what they've earned. Yeah. Uh, I'm not about this whole thing of like you're going to sacrifice for the team. No, if the team had better management, the team would win regardless of your salary. Now, I will say this. As a player, you know that you still probably have fans in cities that you've played in in the past. Mm-hmm. You cannot, cannot go to a rival team and expect oh, us to be perfectly fine with it. I know. I, and it I am sucks. So- I, I hate that. I hate the fact that he went from the Atlanta Braves, which, which I was fine with. Know, I was fine with. Yeah, I was cool with that. I was like, you know what? But the, but the way that he just kind of dissed Los Angeles, it was like, oh, dude. You won a championship with them. Come on. Yeah. No goodbye. No social media posts about I love. Well, no, no. LA well, we traded that. him. Well, we traded him to the Cubs. Even still, even still, anybody. I mean, I mean, look at it this way. Well, look when, at what happened with Freddie Freeman. They got uh, Matt Olson as a first baseman. So Freddie Freeman already knew his time was up, and he graciously said to the city of Atlanta, "Thank you for the memories. I played here twelve years, fifteen total." Thank you for everything that you've done, but now it's time for me to go home. Go home. Yeah. Where where we wanted him. We were fighting we're for him. Coming home. He's coming home. That's right. Tell the world and now, he's coming home. It's this is gonna be a bloodbath. This this lineup is like nasty. And I'm right. excited. See, we're we're diehard Dodger fans from, from day one, from the cradle to the grave. But Well, I wouldn't say even, that for myself and I and I'll explain. Uh well, I had an I, I my friend's uncle, kind of kind of became my uncle. Uh, took me to Padre games, and I like I started off as a Padres fan because I lived in San Diego for a majority of my life. That's fair. Nothing wrong with that, and they had a good team. But when I moved up to L.A., I started going to just Padre versus Dodger games, and I kind of fell in love with the Dodgers. And so you know, here I am. Now I was born in a northern city where it's predominantly Giants. And a lot of my family members are Giants fans. But you know what? It's okay. 
my brother-in-law loves the Giants. Nick, I love you, but come on. Nope. You can't hate on the Dodgers. You just okay, can't. I, I will counterpoint that because I have a cousin. Shout out, shout out to Romario. I love you. Uh, I love you, big guy. You, you are my biggest little cousin I've ever had because that man towers over me like a redwood. Uh, funny enough, he's, uh, he's ex-military, so it makes sense that he, you know, his upper body is shaped like a Dorito. Uh, I know that's a little triggering for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to talk but, about something else. But he, that up, he but. you know, he's, he's NorCal. You know, he grew up in Santa Rosa, Petaluma area. You know, he would go to San Francisco to hang out and stuff like that. He's still going to school up there right now. Um, but, dude, he dumped the Giants in a heartbeat. Once he started to become a baseball fan, he started playing baseball on his own. He was first. He was told his whole life, oh, you're going to be a Giants fan. You're going to be a Giants fan. Look where you live. Look where you live. He went the opposite. He went to the A's first, which I respect. You're cutting against the cloth. That's, you know, it's kind of cool. Okay, okay. But then as he got older, he started following baseball a lot deeper. He's now a Dodger fan. We've accepted welcome. it. We've, we, <laughs> welcome, we've, welcome. 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 Welcome to the brotherhood right here. Well, I, look, I, got, I got my cousins, like my cousin Dina, my cousin Ruth. They're, they were born in L.A. They're diehard Dodger fans. And then you got my cousin, Abby, who's an Angels fan. So, uh, you, eh, know, you know, not everybody, not everybody can, can accept excellence. Everyone, everyone has one. Everyone has, everyone has a, weird, uh, a weird person in their family, and sadly, that's him. You know what? My sister, <laughs> not, a, not a baseball fan, but uh, Nick's slowly turning her to the Giants. Oh, in San no. Diego, she could be a no, 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 exactly. no, 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 Hey, when you can't go, I'll go. And if we can both go together, we'll both go together. I'm going to go far. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, no, but what I was going to say is I, I, I will never dissuade a person from their fandom. If you're a fan of what you're a fan of, you know, if we're rivals in that way, that's fine. You know, like I'm, I'm an Eagles I, for football, for example. I'm an Eagles fan. I'm Philadelphia uh-huh. Eagles. That's the team that I first started watching football with. That's the team that I learned. A lot about football with and i started playing with them because uh, they were underdog teams in most video games i had a connection you know donovan McNabb was my qb he will always be my qb but damn it all to hell i you know i'm turning i'm turning into a bit of a rams fan you know i have a Aaron donald jersey now i'm waiting on my cooper cup jersey you know hopefully we'll be able to tour the stadium and get to see like maybe the banner up there one day you're a fan of what you're a fan of, you know. And hey, if Nick is a Do- uh, Nick is a Giants fan, that's that's fine. It just means that when those games come up the, on those days, I might have to give him a, a I might have to give him a wedgie. I might have to just give him a wedgie <laughs> real quick. Just Nick, what? Nick. No, nah, he won't do that. <laughs> um, but you know what? I took him last season. Me, Danny, my sister, and Nick. We went to a Padres game. That was the infamous Dodgers getting swept by the Padres. 
And oh, boy, Lord. did it get nasty there. Like, people were Ooh. just, yeah. But it's okay. Like, we took it in stride. We got out of the stadium safely, which was nice. Mind you, mind you, there was a lot of Dodger fans. And so there was animosity, but it wasn't like like when you go to Dodger Stadium and you have an enemy jersey on and anything can happen. Yeah. Like, there, although it was, it was although a little tamer. But that, it, and it, again, at Dodger Stadium, that's been toned down, which is good. By a lot, yeah. Yeah, after the Brian Stowe incident. Well, considering how expensive tickets are now, you know, most guys who start trouble are not going to be able to afford those kind of tickets anymore. Man. That's true. That's true. Those food, But I will say this. Food, the local fools can't, can't afford. I forget who was playing. I know it was the Dodgers because we were at Dodger Stadium, obviously. But me and Angela went one, uh, uh, one game. Uh-huh. You know, I might. You know, I might have been the Giants. It might have been the Giants. I think we we lost, but we had a giant in our. We had we had a giant fan, like maybe three rows up in the aisle. We were like kind of middle of the aisle. They were like three or four rows up in in the aisle. And every time he's just talking crap, talking crap, talking crap in the middle of a sea of Dodger blue, and we just keep looking at him like, all right, that's fine. You can cheer and there. But it wasn't being derogatory. So anytime he said something like after the third inning, I kind of had a little bit of courage in me. So I was because I was like, I, I'm amongst my people. It's fine. And I would just start heckling him for it. And it was it was just light jabs. Just, you know, just little oh, fan yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's, oh, yeah, absolutely. That's cool. I'm all for that. Once it gets violent, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm the You're first like, one I'm to out. run like a bitch. <laughs> You're like, I'm out. I can't. Do yeah, this. no. But looking forward to this baseball season. Uh, if anything violent comes up, I'll be like John Taffer. I'll be like, shut it down. Shut it <laughs> down now. That'd be great. Uh, well, baseball season is upon us, so we're looking forward to that. That's going to be great. Star Wars night is oh, in that's October, right. I think. So it's in October a, for a, my birthday weekend. A, I don't know if it's in October, but there are some nights there is that one I in October. Go. I for sure want to go for sweater night, but that's a school night for me. So I might just miss Wait, school. Wait, sweater night. night? Yeah. Oh, it is. It's Tuesday. sweater night. Tuesday, Tuesday, April nineteenth. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I'm trying to see. Hold on. I can't. I'm I can't miss one. more than three classes. Oh, before they. I, let I my, got it. My boss. Hold on. Hold Mexican on. Mexican Heritage Night. That jersey Wednesday, is fucking fire, bro. Dude, Wednesday, May fourth, San Francisco Giants Star Wars Night. There it is. I know. I know. I want to go. I'm. I'm down to go. I want to go just to get that R two D two. Uh, the beanie. beanie. Oh, Angela kind of wants the beanie too. I think. I want hey, it. military I want night. It. Monday, May 30th against Pittsburgh. Mm, I don't know. Uh, seeing as seeing as gas is a big thing. Yeah. Seeing as gas is a big thing right now. Yeah, nah. I don't know if uh, I'm going to. Pride night. Pride night is June 3rd <laughs> against the Mets. Oh, I'm sneezing over here. Oh, boy. I'm going to edit uh, that out. COVID! Oh. <laughs> Let's not go there. Let's not go there. <laughs> I'm... My, uh, I can say it now, I guess. My girl, uh, Ooh. Claudia. Ooh. Hi, Claudia. Ooh. Yeah, I know. She just brought me some tissues because I've been sneezing. So, oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Dude, it's so <laughs> but, uh, I want to cry. I know. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, it's going to be great this season. I'm looking forward to it. Really, really yeah, looking forward a- to it. Yo, okay, so here we go. Here's one that I think we should do, mainly because it's my birthday weekend. What's that? 
Saturday, October 1st, it's a Rocky, so it's not going to be that great of a game. But Jaime Harin giveaway. Oh, <gasps> no way. And, and it's La Gran Fiesta Viva Los Dodgers night. Oh, my God. That would be awesome. That'd but guess really what that awesome. Monday is? Isn't that the beginning of? October 3rd, also against the Rockies, Mookie Betts Bobblehead night. Oh, I can't go. I want to. I, I want to go. I, I want to go. I could. If if I can convince Angela to go and we both get uh bobbleheads, I'll save you one. Oh, thanks. Appreciate that. No, I, hey, I know. I got you, man. It's all I good. know. I know. But yeah, so if if we do if we do get tickets to games, we'll let y'all know, and then we'll we'll see if we can set up something so we can all meet like up at the Dodger Stadium yeah. together. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That'd be great. Um. Okay. Uh, what, what, what else is there in the world? Cause I, so uh, there's a couple things I want to talk about. I tuned out a lot of the news this, this week. This is how I'm going to catch up this week. So I don't feel weird later. Uh, there was something I was going to talk about and I said, I was going to talk about it and I just forgot. Well, I know, I, I know your head kind of perked up when I said Doritos. Yes. Talk about that. That was, yes, yes. So they just announced the Doritos. Oh, no is now removing five chips from their bag in the overall chip count because <laughs> shipping, gas prices, the whole thing, the whole logistical nightmare. It's happening. Dude, this is, this is the worst. The worst. Fucking, as, as a fat ass, this is the worst news I could have gotten. I know. I'm crying. Doritos are already expensive <laughs> enough, man. Doritos, God damn it. I remember when those fucking liquor store bags were a dollar each. I do too. They're now like almost two fifty for one mm. bag of chips. I know. Even the generic stuff is expensive now. I know, dude. I walked into a ninety nine cent store. It's now not nothing in there is ninety nine cents anymore. It's a dollar twenty five. But this the, is this is generic, why I like generic ass like chips. Three ninety nine. I don't care. Three ninety nine. I will do it, dude. I no. will happily pay for an. This is why I'm gonna start bulk buying my my snackage at Costco because I'd rather pay immediately like six bucks, but I'll have a bag that lasts me like three weeks. Yeah, but the problem with that is is you're still gonna miss, be missing those five chips per x amount but, of ounces. But but counterpoint counterpoint to that, okay. I won't notice because there's so many other chips in the giant party size bag. <laughs> it's not gonna hurt as much. I prove that. I prove that. It, see, it's not gonna hurt as much because the bag is bigger and there's more already. Yeah. As opposed to if I pay two dollars and I'm missing five chips, th those are those are that hurts. Mm -mm. That, that hurts, hurts more because I can see it. I can see the difference. I can feel it in the bag. That party size, I'm not gonna know the difference. Five chips, that's fine. Now, yeah, if they were to scale it, then I will be pissed and I will boycott and I will buy generic. That's the thing. They are scaling. That's that's what I was trying to get at. So. As the more chips you get, the less you're going to get. So you're, you're essentially just paying for more nitrogen. That sucks. What? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, yeah, exactly. That's how I, I know. I look like, like, I know I look like the anchovy and SpongeBob, but fuck it. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's ridiculous, sucks. man. Yeah, I know. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts so much. Dude, okay. Let's think about it like this. In the last few months with all this inflation and gas prices and all this stuff, you know what else has hurt us? For these five chips. That's this that's, week. That's the starting point. The fact gas that prices, like, gas prices went up a bajillion percent. They went up Don't from, like, on that. from like almost $4 to almost, we're, we're now at like Not even. 
Dude, like it was like three. It was like three forty the last time I pumped, and then the I pumped. Where? Uh, no, 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 no. Where the hell did you see three forty? The lowest. No, this I've is like seen? This, this was like two months ago. Okay, well, well before no, I'm talking the, about before in the, the last jump. within the last two weeks. Oh, in the I last two the weeks, pump, I saw the pump said four oh nine, and I'm like, that's cool. The no. following, like, no, no, this was at this was at Costco. Then I went a week later. Oh. I was at five oh nine. I was like a whole dollar. I was like, what the hell? And then I went through Gas Buddy to find out what the price was this week. Today, what do you got? It's almost it's almost five seventy. Barely? No. Yeah. We're almost And at you're talking about Costco, right? Yeah, that's Costco. Okay. So the last time I went and filled up at Costco, like early February, late January, it was like about 340 maybe maybe i paid over 350 just barely i remember i remember those days and then i want to say we're in we're in march now yep so beginning of march just before all this gas went up immediately i refilled one more time not at costco i refilled at a at a regular gas station and i think uh using gas buddy i think i found a place that was like four four twenty it didn't right. seem that crazy because it wasn't Costco. So I was like, ah, eh, whatever. I'm paying a little extra. Dude, I filled up maybe like two or three days ago at a shell. Oh, God. For 570 Yeah. My nine-gallon right. tank in my brand-new Honda on economy mode, on eco mode with the green flower and everything, was $55. Oh, dude, I paid 64 I don't. And I have, a, I have a 2008 Honda. Yeah, yeah. It's just dude, too much, dude. We, it's, it's I got ridiculous. I got the Civic specifically because it was one of the more gas economical cars out there that didn't need a whole bunch of chips. It was actually being mass produced at the time you that know, I bought it. And you know what's for this even worse? reason? You know what's even worse? And I'll, I'm going to say this. Rick just told us he paid eighty dollars to fill up his tank on his truck. I have a work truck. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, I have a work mm. truck, but it's a thirty gallon tank. You know how much I spent? To fill up the entire thing, a mortgage payment maybe a hundred and seventy four dollars is what I paid. Oh, oh, that was at a shell. That was at a shell at at five eighty nine. Oh my heartburn! Oh my god! Yeah, and I I, oh, I disgusting. look. Here's the thing: I, the work truck that I drive is I make deliveries. I go out. I pick stuff up. I'm I'm all so over the county. Up, you're filling up like every other day then probably no i'm filling no luckily I, I fill up once a week if i'm lucky that's still Maybe not twice great. a week i but i'm not paying for it my boss is paying for it with the gas because he's, he's got it a, still hurts because you're the one standing there looking at the numbers yeah going, i know Flop. and i feel so Flop. guilty about it i'm like no so I now mean, what i start what i started doing now is i started filling up at three quarters of a tank and i did that i did so that today i did that today 150 you know, there, there was one i saw it think i saw it on instagram there was a guy who uh <laughs> he's like in response to all these people putting up their like 40 dollar tanks 50 dollar tanks they're like oh my god gas has gone so up so much yeah watch my gas tank and he goes and he puts in the nozzle he does it he does the click thing so it stays this motherfucker was filling up a tour bus oh jeez, with diesel oh that's even worse right now that's like mm -hmm. higher it's so much. It's astronomical, dude. Yeah, I know. This is. You want to know how much it came out to be? 
a little under a grand, I think, like nine hundred and nine hundred and some dollars. Yeah, he, 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 he put he like flipped the camera once it was done. He's like, I'll be back in like an hour or two, and he comes back later. He's like, it's still not done. I'll give it another hour. Comes back, oh, it's finally done. Let's look at it. He flips the camera, and he goes, no, 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 those numbers aren't flipped. That top number, that nine hundred number, that's how much I'm paying. That one seventy, that's how many gallons it is. I was like wow god these that's a mortgage um, payment that, that's I a know, car that payment is, dude no that's a that's a quarter of a mortgage payment um Ugh, as we're wrapping it up now but uh there's a couple things uh the miss marvel trailer came out this week i thought that was great yeah um danny was like oh danny was like oh the sjw's gotcha i'm like no i i it looks enjoyable i'm i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it a go i i for sure will give that show a go and then uh, I, I Sean, 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 Levi, Sean Levy is going to be Levy. doing uh, the next Deadpool film. So, okay. So, excited. The, the Miss Marvel trailer looks mm-hmm. good. I think it's definitely got potential to it. Um, I did notice right away they're not using the same origin story of how she gets her powers, and the powers aren't 100% the same. But because this is the first trailer, there might be more explanation to other powers. It might be something down the road. Um, it looks cool. Uh, you know, th- diversity is key, but uh, I, we'll have to see because I've never read any of the Miss Marvel stuff, I, or at least her. Yeah, n- none of it, even the old runs. Well, um, and she so was we'll in the video and, game. I have not played. Honestly, I downloaded the game. And I never played it. It's sitting there. She's like she's like one of the main characters you play as. Like that's that's your yeah. introduction to the game. So that's that's kind of neat. I haven't touched it yet though. You know what I did touch though? I did, I oh, I played she, a Guardian. She was a what? She's she is a one of the main characters of the game, but I haven't touched it yet. I haven't touched well, the game at all. Well, yet. she's a she in the comics. She's an Inhuman, according to Rick. Yeah, she she's supposed to be show. an Inhuman. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's cool. Um, but I did play. I did play. Um. Um. Gar- the guardians game oh that had to have been fun that's pretty good so far um and then sean levy doing the new deadpool movie dude he's got a good track record you know he did free guy with ryan already so they already probably have a good re- working relationship and but stuff like no that. he just they just released that movie uh on netflix and the adam project the adam project on netflix the, the time travel movie again another another tag team of theirs but for all of us children and children at heart we all remember him from big fat liar <laughs> that was such a great movie such a good movie underrated if you have not seen this movie go out stop the podcast go watch it, and then come back or watch it after i don't care yeah watch it after because we're almost done with the podcast um is that all the rapid fire news we have th- this week we, we don't have any more it's the only thing i can think of there was this week was kind of slow with news. It was a slow week, but um, you know, the weekend's coming. You know what it is? This was a big sports week. Oh, that it was. He was ta- uh Rick was talking to me earlier, right before you joined. They were making mm-hmm. a Play-Doh movie. Kind of like the Lego movie, but with Play-Doh. So <laughs> that'll be interesting. That'll be interesting. Claymation? Let's do it. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, t- I'm all for it. Gumby? Let's bring back some Gumby bitch. <laughs> Yeah, all for it. Uh, Lewis, give us your final thoughts. 
Um, final thoughts, guys. This was a slow nerd week, but it was a big sports week. We did cover a little bit of it with the Freddie Freeman signing and stuff like that. Um, maybe eventually down the line, because uh, I've been kind of playing with it in my head. I've been thinking about doing a sports podcast. I don't know. I don't know. It's a gestation. Mm-hmm. Um, biggest update I can think of personally right now is uh, twofold. Both involve stand-up comedy. Number one. Um, if you haven't seen my Instagram story at some point this week, uh, my barber, J.R. Cruz, he's doing his first 45-minute set at the HaHa ha Cafe in North Hollywood on April 1st. Uh, if you don't have tickets to that show, get them. I'm literally about to, when we log off this, I'm going to jump in and get my tickets now. But go get your tickets. Uh, I'll, I'll meet you guys there. We'll, we'll, we'll hang out. You get to meet my barber. It's going to be a good time. It's a Friday night, so and it's the early show. So if you want to do something afterwards in, in North Hollywood or something, your night's still open. But the second part to this is, personally, um, I got called by the... I got called by Flappers, the comedy club up in Burbank, by their booker. Um, tentatively, my first official where it's not an open mic even though it's it, it's new comedians uh my first non-open mic show is going to be sunday april 3rd at five o'clock i'm we're the really we're the first show of the day um it is media sun wrestlemania sunday so i may have to rebook that and move it to the may 22nd show if you do that i'll go I will okay. be there for you. No, I'm I'm gonna move it. Here's the here's the spooky part, and that's why my voice is starting to crack a little bit. May twenty second is not only gonna be special because of that. That's also my dad's birthday. I feel like it's too make much it kismet. It's no, too no, much kismet for me to ignore it. So that's Dude, the universe you know, is aligning in weird ways and it's gonna happen. I'm you know, when I got the call from the booker, I was super excited. Um, because I, I filled out a raffle thing one time and I put that I was interested and they just randomly called me. And it was a Burbank number, I didn't recognize it, so I let it go to voicemail and I was listening to the voicemail. I was like, What the hell? How did I not miss But we got it set up, so I'm gonna start doing shows at, at Flappers Comedy Club in Burbank. Hopefully uh if all the, this first show goes well and the intensive uh sessions go well with their booker i i will start doing comedy shows i'm gonna keep you all posted on the podcast i would love to go and i would love for any listeners who can support absolutely support yeah so that's that that's the that's the major stuff so to sign off i love you guys i thank you guys for for listening uh because of this podcast and because of y'all listening um i now have an inflated enough ego to to really make a run at stand up. So we're going to make this happen one way or another. Thank you to you guys. I love you. Uh, what do I always tell y'all? Black lives matter. Artist lives matter. Mask up, vax up, booster up. Let's get healthy. Take care of your mental health. Uh, support your local comedy clubs because that's where guys like me and JR at JR Cruise Comedy, that's where we get our people. That's where we get our fans. And that's how we do our sets. I love you. Paciente Femi gente. Let's go. For me, I got nothing. I really don't. And it kind of sucks because, well, uh, at the end of May, I'll be graduating uh, my 
second semester of ABC school. Uh, so that'll be one year down. Three more to go. But it's going to be great. If I could offer any advice, make it happen. Make it happen on the 22nd. Just make it happen. I, I, I have a good feeling about it. At the end, you guys are my family. I love you guys. I hope we can see you at that show. I got nothing else. But remember, please, treat your fellow human beings like human beings and not like garbage. Because if you treat them like garbage, you're garbage. Just, just stop. Be kind to one another. You don't know what another person's going through, and you don't know what trials and tribulations are in their mind. With that, I'd love to say thank you. Thank you for listening. Follow us on our socials. Love you guys. Mask up, backs up, booster up. But more importantly, love each other. You guys are my family. I hope to see you. I hope to shake your hands. I hope to hug you. And with that, peace. Thank you.